In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amin. I'd like to welcome all of you back to our fifth and final reflection on chapter five of Interior Freedom. And in this chapter, uh, we look at the theme of spiritual poverty and its relationship to freedom. Uh, Father Jacques Philippe says on page 132, spiritual poverty, utter dependence on God and his mercy is the condition for interior freedom. The first uh, point that he brings out in this chapter is this importance of um, the deep need for having our identity rooted in its proper place, not through our behaviors and fashions and careers and hobbies, not in the things that we do, but in who we are. And this is something that we've spoken about in previous reflections, the, the great gift of our adoption, the great gift of having become children of God in Christ Jesus, and rejoicing and finding our, our happiness and joy in who we are, not in what we do. He says on page 121, individuals have a unique value and dignity, independent of what they can do. Someone who doesn't realize this is at risk for having a real identity crisis on the day he or she experiences failure or of despising others when faced with their limitations. On page 122, he relates pride and spiritual poverty. He says, here it is worth reflecting on the problem of pride. We are all born with a deep wound experienced as a lack of being. We seek to compensate by constructing a self, different, a self different from our real self. This artificial self requires large amounts of energy to maintain it. Being fragile, it needs protecting. Woe to anyone who contradicts it, threatens it, questions it, or inhibits its expansion. When the gospel says we must die to ourselves, it means this artificial ego. This constructed self must die so that the real self given us by God can emerge. And this is the same in our spiritual lives. We come to a sort of crisis when all of our spiritual deeds fail, our spiritual talents are stifled, or circumstances remove us from our spiritual comfort zones. And so even, even as it relates to spiritual activities and our service as servants in the church, we always have to remember that our true identity is not in what we do, but who we are. And this... Um, this experience is what makes prayer so precious, regardless of our emotional state at the time of prayer, and makes prayer beneficial, regardless of whether we think we did a good job or we we somehow uh, you know excelled in in our time of prayer. Because ultimately, if if our identity is in who we are as children of God, then simply being in God's presence, even if it seems that we're not very uh, you know, um, successful in that time uh, is beneficial and edifying and salvific because it is ultimately God who brings about the good in that time of prayer by being in that relationship. Father Jacques Philippe says on page 124, human beings are more than the sum of the good they can accomplish. They are children of God, whether they do good or cannot yet manage to do anything. Our Father in heaven does not love us because of the good we do. He loves us for ourselves because he has adopted us as his children forever. He goes on to say, this is why humility, spiritual poverty is so precious. It locates our identity securely 
in the one place where it will be safe from all harm. If our treasure is in God, no one can take it from us. Humility is truth. I am what I am in God's eyes, a poor child who possesses absolutely nothing, who receives everything, infinitely loved and totally free. I have received everything in advance from the freely bestowed love of my father, who said to me definitively, all that is mine is yours. Here he's quoting from the words of the father to the older son in the parable of the prodigal son. Regarding spiritual trials, he says, the trials or purifications so frequently referred to by the mystics are there to destroy whatever is artificial in our character so that our true being may emerge. That is what we are to God. The night of the soul could be called a series of impoverishments, sometimes violent ones that strip believers of all possibility of relying on themselves. These trials are beneficial because they lead us to locate our identity where it truly belongs. The experience can be highly painful when someone who loves God goes through a phase without an atom or a fervor, even with a profound distaste for spiritual things. People do not lose their love for God for their whole being remains completely oriented towards God, but they lose the feeling of love. The benefit of this trial is that it deprives us of any possibility of relying on the good we can do. God's mercy is all. So he's talking about the importance of when you know, we go through sort of desolate experiences in our spiritual life and times of darkness. And when it seems like our fervor and our kind of emotional um, love for God is, is lacking. And he sees this, as all of the saints do, as a, as a gift, as a grace from God, because it sort of purifies us from this self-reliance and this sense that we can somehow uh, work out things all on our own. Uh, but it 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 helps us to be rooted in that spiritual poverty of always being a recipient of of everything as a gift from God. He says on page one twenty seven, when our relationship to God has God's fatherhood as its only foundation, it is safe from all harm. On page one twenty nine, he says, mature Christians who have truly become children of God are those who have experienced their radical nothingness, their absolute poverty, being being been reduced to nothing. At the bottom of that nothingness, they have finally discovered the inexpressible tenderness, the absolutely unconditional love of God. Henceforth, their only support and hope is the boundless mercy of their Father God. So there are times in our life where even the the achievements, the spiritual achievements, and the the deeds that we ha- we think we have acquired, that even those at some point sort of have to be shaken and taken away from us in order for us to arrive at this point of really understanding the truth that we are again as beggars uh, holding out our hands, only able to receive, not really able to offer much and to find our identity in that position is a very freeing experience he says on page 130 the world seeks freedom and the accumulation of possessions and power it forgets that the only people who are truly free are those who have nothing left to lose despoiled of everything detached from everything they are quoting saint paul free from all men and all things and this is a very important experience of of learning how to be detached um, from not just things, but you know, 
honors and titles and uh, and uh, dignities that we claim a right to. All of these things infringe upon our freedom. And when we detach ourselves from all of those things, we become the richest people in the world um, because nothing is able to suffocate us. Um, this uh, quote I just read, uh, but on page 130, he says, the world seeks freedom. In oh, I read that one too. Um, this last quote by St. Francis de Sales, uh, he says, ask for nothing, refuse nothing, desire nothing. Now that might seem like a very sort of radical um, statement, uh, but I think that even in little ways, we can kind of take this and practice it in our own, in our own ways, you know, ask for nothing, meaning, you know, don't have your heart set on something specific. Um, don't, don't place your happiness in obtaining or achieving something specific, but allow God to sort of guide your life and, and to accept everything as being what's best for you. Refuse nothing, meaning here, again, that we, we don't hold back on um, being vulnerable with others and being vulnerable with God and offering ourselves in the way that God sort of inspires us to, not holding things back for ourselves. And again, desire nothing, sort of being detached from preferences, you know, the the truly free people are who don't are those who don't have preferences they are happy with whatever food is placed in front of them whatever weather uh happens to be um you know the weather for the day whether it's raining or sunny uh, whatever the circumstances are they they see all as being equally good and a blessing from god and therefore they have sort of neutralized their desires to accept everything. So I hope that these short reflections were a little bit helpful in, in guiding you along uh, this wonderful text, this book by Father Jacques Philippe, Interior Freedom. And I'm very honored and thankful that you allowed me to journey with you during this um, retreat. And I wish all of you a wonderful and wonderful Lenten period and a glorious resurrection of our Lord. And glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, both now and ever and unto the ages of all ages. Amen.